This is Right From The Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Erin Taylor-Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? Right. As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you, encouraging you and equipping you to find your truest story in the deep places. Get our show notes and more, including a free audio download on how to safeguard your writer's heart at writefromthedeep.com. Hey guys, want to know what's going on in Right From The Deep World? Well, here you go. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much to all of our patrons on Patreon. You guys, we appreciate you more than ever during this difficult time, so thank you very much. Like many writers, I have carpal tunnel since I've been working on computers for low these many years. I had it in both hands. But three and a half, almost four weeks ago, in fact, four weeks ago tomorrow or uh, Friday, I had surgery on my left hand to fix the carpal tunnel. And it worked really well. So tomorrow on Thursday, I'm having them do the surgery on the right hand. So prayers for a successful surgery, always appreciated and an easy recovery, appreciated even more. I am not a pain person. <laughs> and and it's a wonder because she puts up with me all the time. I must not be a pain to you. <laughs> I'm not having any surgeries at all, so it's all good. <laughs> so um, we also want to say special thanks to our July sponsor of the month, Tammy Partlow. Thank you, Tammy. She's a writer and a speaker at women's retreats. And her book, Blood Beneath the Pines, is a tale of prevailing justice set mostly in the Deep South. And that's available now. And you can learn more about Tammy and her book at her website, TammyPartlow.com. T-A-M-M-Y-P-A-R-T-L-O-W.com. And now... Here's the show. Welcome, listeners. We're so glad that you have joined us in the deep today, and we are doubly glad because we have a guest with us today, and it's Steve Lobby from the Steve Lobby Agency and all kinds of other things, and I'm going to let Karen talk all about him. Oh, gee. I've known Steve for one or two years. Um, (laughs) Or 20. Times 20. (laughs) And he is just an amazing guy. He's the founder and owner of the Steve Lobby Literary Agency, the Steve Lobby Agency. I was an agent for him for a while. And he and I first met at a writer's conference, actually, and within five minutes, we're insulting each other. So we knew we'd be great pals for lots of years. And we have been. But Steve is probably not just one of the smartest guys I know in publishing. He is also one of the most devoted men I know to the Lord and doing what's right in God's eyes in the course of doing his work and helping people to get into the publishing world. He's a teacher at heart, and he's an amazing businessman, and we are delighted to have him here in particular, not just because we love him, but in particular because of a new thing that he's doing right now, and we want him to share it with you guys. So welcome, Steve. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So um, one of the first things we want to ask you, of course, because we ask everybody, is what does the deep mean to you, even today, right now? You know, when you talk about the deeper things of God, um, you know, it's a lifelong pursuit. Uh, Every one of us knows that we're not in the same place we were 30 years ago. Or if you're 20 years old, you certainly aren't where you were 10 years ago. Uh, (laughs) Many moons ago, I was editing a book by Calvin Miller, called mm. The Depths of God. And he has an introductory story that I think illustrates your question really well for me. He said, yeah, my wife and I and my, my son, 
So I'm, I'm now in Calvin Miller's voice. It says, we went to the Great Barrier Reef out in the Pacific. And what an extraordinary experience to be standing a foot deep in the middle of the ocean with nothing <laughs> around. And he said, you know, my wife and I, we brought our snorkeling gear, and my son brought his uh, scuba diving gear. And so we just had a wonderful day together, you know. We were exploring the reef, and my son went down and all that, and said, but you know, if you ask the three of us if we've ever been to the Great Barrier Reef, we would all say yes, but only one of us went deep. Mm-hmm. That's really Aaron, cool. And Aaron, that metaphor is exactly what it's like in the writing life, the publishing life, and the Christian life. Hmm. There are many of us who see the wonders that God has placed for us in the shallows, and they are wonderful. But there are some of us who are blessed with the ability and the training to go deep. Hmm. And the deeper you go with God, the more dangerous it becomes and the darker it gets because the enemy wants to kill you. <laughs> he wants to snuff yeah. you out. Yeah. But in those depths are things that no one else can see and an experience that cannot be replicated in any other way, shape, or form. Hmm. That's what the deep means to me. As we go to places that are dangerous, that are challenging, that make us wrestle, but we never lose sight of the fact that God is present, that his creation is around us, and his protection is with us, and in the writing metaphor, because we have the training to do so. Someone who does snorkeling cannot do scuba diving the next day, Ah. not without a lot of risk. (laughs) And so I just think that... You know, obviously there's metaphors always break down, but I think you get my point. Oh, yeah. 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 I think that's very true. And it's funny when you were saying that we're not the same as we were 20 years ago. With everything happening today, we're not the same as we were a year ago, six months ago. Life has changed and we're changed and our understanding of faith has changed. But I'll tell you something that stays the same And something that that remains and stays the same is the idea of legacy. The legacy that we have in our faith, the legacy that we have in experiencing God and what that has taught us about him. And that's one of the things we wanted to talk with you about, Steve, in relationship to this new venture you're taking on. So why don't you talk a little bit about your Kickstarter campaign to get uh, Mount Hermon Christian Writers Conference back on track? Well, sure. Well, you know, because of the COVID-19, the 2020 Mount Hermon Christian Writers Conference was canceled. Now, you know, that was a surprise, but considering everything that's been out there, that was a surprise. But then became the question of what about the future? What about 2021? Well, Mount Hermon has been around for 50 years. I mean, it started in 1969 with a small group of about 30, 40 people. Wow. And it's just grown and had such an incredible, as you mentioned, legacy mm-hmm. and influence in our industry. Well, because of the downturn in the economy, the Mount Hermon organization had to look at their sponsorship and their underwriting of this conference every year and had to cut it out of their budget mm-hmm. and said, we can no longer 
underwrite this event. Well, just like that, 50 years of legacy ended. Yeah. Just like that. It's like, oh, you're kidding. Well, when the news went out, there was (laughs) weeping and gnashing of teeth, to put it uh, lightly. Quite a bit of it right here in my office. I mean, we, there's many of us who've been there. I've been there, you know, for, uh, for 25 years. Right. And it's, it's an extraordinary location at, uh, among the, uh, the redwoods of Northern California and the Santa Cruz coastline. Um, it's, it's, there's just nothing quite like it. And so in conversations, I can give Thomas Umstead Jr. credit here. He and I were talking about this and, I just bemoaned the loss, the incredible loss to the Christian industry right, and right. the Christian world at large. And he said, well, why don't you try a Kickstarter campaign? <laughs> and a <laughs> jolt of lightning went through my body, and I froze, and I went, oh, my goodness. I have goosebumps from head to toe right now. And he goes, well... <laughs> That would take a lot of work. And I went, yeah, I know. And so we set out to put it together to see if we could actually put, do this. Everything from figuring out what is it going to cost for an outside group. This is not Mount Hermon. This right. money doesn't go to Mount Hermon. This, Mount, this money goes to the Christian Writers Institute, which I own. And the Institute would run the conference as an outside group. Wow. So Mount Hermon becomes, let's say, a resort center or a hotel that right. we rent the facility. But mm-hmm. they then say, sure, we're happy to have you use our name as the name of the conference for continuity's sake and all that. It would be in the same grounds, the same setup. All those kinds of things would happen, but we would be able to preserve something that has meant a lot to a lot of people. And we are also thinking about this. The Christian Writers Institute was founded in 1945. Wow. Mount Hermon started in 1969. By putting the two of them together, you have two of the most venerable teaching organizations to Christian writers that exist in the United States. Wow. There's nothing else like it. To put those two together, I mean, I have a picture. uh, It's on the Institute's website of the founder of the um, the Christian Writers Institute with Billy Graham in 1945. Wow! When they were getting started, and Billy Graham was this you know young kid, uh, <laughs> basically. And you just think of that legacy. And with Mount Hermon, I mean, Karen, you can attest to this, and Aaron, you can as well. But there are hundreds of writers who point to Mount Hermon as the place where they were either discovered, the place where they learned their first understanding of what a query was, right. or they had begun their career and Mount Hermon gave them the jump start they needed because they met the right people. Right. Exactly. Right. That's where I met Karen. Yeah. We're talking best-selling authors. I mean, yeah. I, Goodness, I mean, there, I, I looked at the recent bestseller list, and I went, "Oh yeah, she got her start at Mount Hermon. Oh yeah, she was a, you know, a conferee back in 1994. I remember her, and that's the kind of legacy that this conference can provide, and we can't lose it. We just no. can't. 
We, we've talked a lot, um, people who have been in publishing for a number of years, editors, writers, everybody, marketers who've gone to Mount Hermon. We've talked a lot about the fact that, that that particular conference was set apart from others. The spirit there was so profound right. and the sense of God is so profound. I mean, I, I spoke at a lot of writers' conferences when I would, was working in the publishing houses. And uh, there was one year that I was at, 13 different events where I went and was speaking and away from home. But the one that I always said I would go to as long as they invited me was Mount Hermon because of the connections and the spirit and because the legacy of Mount Hermon is pouring into others. It's it's reaching deep inside yourself with the gifts that God has given you and sharing those with others to help equip them and encourage them. And the things that I saw happen, the God encounters and people whose lives were changed, you would, you would say something simple and find out years later that that simple thing was something God used to completely turn somebody's life around. I still remember people who were shocked to find that among the students, these were not on faculty with someone like Francine Rivers. Right. Mm -hmm. She just came in and go, hi folks, you know, I, right. they're like, oh, and who, what's your name? And she, I'm Francine Rivers. And the whole place would say, what? What are you doing here? You're not on faculty. No, I just came to be with fellow writers yeah. and to be encouraged and to encourage. Or, I mean, that's not the only person. Uh, it was Lynn Vincent who wrote Heaven right. is for Real and, right. you know, a bunch of other. I mean, same kind of different as me. I remember I sitting, I remember walking in one, uh, one of the first meals, and there she was sitting there. I went, hey, Lynn, I, I didn't know you were coming. She goes, oh, yeah, I love to be here. I just love to be with other writers, and I just need some, uh, some encouragement, and I'd love to encourage others. And I went, Holy smoke. Do people know who this is? Patsy Claremont. She's on the New York Times bestseller list. Anyway. Patsy yeah. Claremont and Debbie Maycomber and, I mean, it, you name it, the people who've been there to, just to attend and to encourage each other. It's been phenomenal. This... This is a conference worth saving, not not because it's a writer's conference, not just because it's a writer's conference, but because of the spirit right. of the conference and what it means to people. You know, Karen, I want to circle back around on that for a second because you're talking about legacy. And yes, the, the spirit is part of that legacy. I think when you go there and you walk on those grounds, those mm -hmm. it's palpable that that place has been hallowed ground and prayed over. It's like that spirit of prayer and that legacy of prayer is there. And mm -hmm. I think that's why so many of those light bulbs goes on because God uses those little things. And that's not an accident. I believe that that is happening because people are are communing with God there. They're praying over that place. They're praying before they go. They're praying while they're there. And God just touches people in that nature in ways that they just aren't touched elsewhere. It's, it's mm -hmm. just amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a real opportunity. And to lose it, it's the gold standard of writers' right. conferences. Right. If, you ever, if you ever happen to notice the scheduling of writers' conferences throughout the year, no one else has a conference in that time period. Right. They know better. <laughs> they know better. 
yeah. because you don't you you just simply don't have another conference at that time because oh that's Mount Hermon's time. Right. And there's a reason for that because of what it represents. Now I want to make sure that people understand that it's a place of learning. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. But it's a place of networking and connection, and that's what writers' conferences are in the first place. Right. There's a ton of them right now that are all being held virtually. In fact, I'm going to be at one this weekend myself where I'll be teaching and I'll be doing appointments and all that kind of stuff, but it's all done on, on, on video. Well, I was even talking to my wife about this last night. I said, it's going to be so weird because when I'm done on Saturday afternoon... I'm going to go home. <laughs> no, when I'm done on Saturday afternoon, I'm going to put my pants back on. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. But anyway, uh, but I just thought I'm not going to be going and hanging out in, you know, the hallways and the, the meeting rooms and whatever and right. just talking with people, which is what I always love to do. I mean, <laughs> I still remember a conference last year I just walked up to some one of the students who went, hi, and they went pale. <laughs> Steve Lobby's talking to me. Oh, my gosh, what am I supposed to say? She lost, basically lost her ability to speak. <laughs> and it was, I mean, I felt so bad that I intimidated her, but I just wanted to chat. I mean, yeah. this is what we're there for. We're there to meet people and encourage them. And, you know, once she got past her nerves, she had some really good questions yeah. that she had been unable to get answered anywhere else. And here's your teacher standing in front of you going, hey, you know, what? You, you know, have any, anything that is bothering you the, about the industry that you're curious about? And, you know, then a, walking over to a, a table with a, a, a small press and start talking to him, and I said, well, have you ever thought about using this particular printer instead of the one you have? You might save yourself 20%. And he just looked at me and went, you're kidding. I went, oh, yeah, I've, these, these are the guys. That, and this is what happens when you're face-to-face. Yeah. It doesn't happen virtually. Yeah. It just, it, there's no replacement for it. You can still get the instruction, but instruction is one thing networking and in personal interaction is another and friendships just plain yeah. flat out friendships that you can develop with people all across the industry no matter if they're an agent an editor or a fellow beginning writer you can make a friend i think it's interesting here aaron that i met you before you met karen yes, yes. That is true. And it was at a small, very small, 30-person writer's conference in Oklahoma City. Right. And uh, we, it was your first experience, and you thought you were one kind of writer, and I said, no, you're this kind of writer. And you went, <laughs> I am not. And it was this back and forth. But it was at Mount Hermon where you met Karen, and you met a soulmate. Right. Yes, right. You met someone, and that would not have happened if you had not gone there. Right, and, and it's true that I went to that conference in Oklahoma City specifically to meet people. I mean, that's what it was about, that face-to-face thing. Um, you know, right. that's, that's the beauty of it. Yep. The thing that I love, too, 
is that I had gone, believe it or not, I had gone geocaching with at Mount Hermon. She and I had taken an hour or so, and we'd gone geocaching with Vicki Crumpton from Ravel. And she and I had been talking, and we both love animals, love dogs. And so when I met Aaron on the last day at Mount Hermon, and I absolutely loved the manuscript for Surviving Henry, I just emailed it to Vicki the next day, knowing that she was going to be on a flight back home. And told her, you got to read this just because you love dogs. And she wrote me back the next day and offered her a contract. <laughs> yeah. It's, it had, that's the kind of thing that happens. Right. Um, and it's not just Mount Hermon. I mean, all conferences have these great stories. But Mount Hermon has been doing it for 50 years. Right. Yeah. Five zero. Yeah. Uh, Steve, let me just ask you real quick here, for those people who don't know what a Kickstarter even is, can you just give a brief um, explanation what that is and what can people do if they want to find out more about how to become part of this? Sure. Let's make sure we are very clear that it isn't GoFundMe. Okay. GoFundMe, which is what you hear about in the news all the time, that someone has had something tragic in their life and someone has set up a GoFundMe account and people just toss money into that account as if, and then that, that amount is then given to that individual, like a charity. Right. Kickstarter is not that. Kickstarter is raising money, and when you pledge, you receive a reward. And there are different levels of pledges. So we have, we have a $10 level, we have a $50 level, we have a uh, $200 level, $100 level. I don't remember all the levels. Anyway, <laughs> we've got lots of levels. But then our top levels is actually includes registration at the conference. In addition, you receive all the previous levels. So you would not only get your room and board and we know that you are attending, which is the whole point of this thing. You also receive, you know, the market guide in 2021, you receive a package of 10 audio courses that uh, from the Christian Writers Institute or 11 audio courses. And then you also receive uh, MP3 of all the classes taught during the 2021 Mount Hermon Writers Conference after the conference is over. Great. You have all these things are the various rewards. And the difference is that with, with Kickstarter, if we do not hit the goal, no one gets charged. Okay. So you might say, you know, well, I'm... I'm going to register for a $1,275 room for the five-day event, four-and-a-half-day event, and, uh, you know, it includes your registration, includes, a, you know, a nice room, it includes all your meals, and includes all the courses and everything else we've been talking about. But am I risking that I don't get the money back? Well, no, right. your credit card isn't charged right. until the campaign is over, and it ends on August 31st. So we're running this campaign for six, six and a half weeks. Okay. And the idea is that it's a big ask. We are asking people to prepay for their ticket to go to the conference. Not your airline ticket, but your registration ticket. Right. And that way we know that we have enough people to use the facility. Because Mount Hermon, they say, how many people are you guaranteeing are coming? And if I don't have that number of people, I lose money. I can't mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to raise the money in advance through a Kickstarter 
People get their rewards, people get their guarantee, and the conference will go on. It also then means that we probably will be able to do it in 2022 without a Kickstarter. Mm, Wow, that'll be great. Because hopefully by then we will have figured out this COVID nonsense that's frightening everybody. Um, But then you can imagine, I mean, this is only eight months away. Mm -hmm. Uh, Herman isn't foolish. They are going to have things in place like everybody else in the United States is going to have things in place for events that are that are being handled with people. There is a risk. We actually even posted in the bottom of the Kickstarter campaign that there is a risk that we do all this, we get it funded, and then the state of California says it ain't happening. And if that happens, okay, we'll talk to everybody who registered, everybody who invested in this, and say, what do you want to do? Do you want to cancel? Do you want to move it to the next year? All of that. Yeah. So we're coming to the end of our time here in the podcast. That really went fast. Um, Can you just give us a quick way for folks who are listening to find the Kickstarter campaign? And I just want to tell you folks, if you, when you go and you check it out, be sure to notice that there are ways that you can share this with your friends and your writer friends for on Facebook, on Twitter, through email. So be sure to not just look at it for yourself, but to share it with others so that they have the opportunity to help out with this. Yeah, because think about that, guys. If you're in a position of knowing a newer writer, this is the kind of thing that would be perfect for them. So you probably know some people like that. Maybe it's a Christmas present that you can give to somebody or whatever you want to do. It's just worth thinking through. We will have a link in the show notes, but go ahead, Stephen, let us know what what that would be. Yeah, you go to kickstarter.com, as it sounds, K-I-C-K, starter, S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com, kickstarter.com. In the search bar at the top, you can either type in the word mount, M-O-U-N-T, or the word Herman, H-E-R-M-O-N. It's not Herman like the guy. Right. It's Herman, Mount Herman like the Bible. Right. And you put, just start, put that in, and boom, it's going to pop right up. In fact... We found out yesterday that if you just type in the word mount, we're the number two search result inside Kickstarter because not many people have mounts that they're trying to <laughs> kickstart, I guess. But it's very easy to find. If you That's can't great. find it that way, you can go to the stevelobby.com website and our the blog on Monday, uh, July 13th has an entire article about it with the links that'll take you there too. It's not that hard to find. And if anything, just click on the video at the top and yeah. you'll get to see Karen Ball's preface. <laughs> she's one of the people that were interviewed that uh, what Mount Hermon means and some of what she said earlier in our podcast, uh, she said then, and, and then you'll see a quick message from myself that, um, accentuates what we've talked about here. Well, Steve, this has been amazing, and what you're doing is amazing, and we'll continue to talk it up and pray for you and for the Writers' Conference, and I just hope that, um, I hope that God blesses you in these efforts that you're doing and blesses the writers who come to take part. Yes, me too. I have been praying that this is a fleece before God, yeah. That if the funding happens, we know why. 
Sunday doesn't happen, okay, because it would be the worst thing is to try to do this on our own without God's blessing. Amen. And this is a way to put it out. That is a fleece. I don't want to over-spiritualize it, but we do need to realize that the Spirit is in everything we do. Yeah. And if this is what God wants, then it will happen. If he says, you know, Steve, that was a nice idea, but, uh, you know, no, not, not this time. <laughs> and I know okay. What? Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, Steve, again. Uh, we appreciate you folks. Go on and check out the Kickstarter, and maybe we'll see you at Mount Hermon Christian Writers Conference 2021. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. You can find previous episodes and more resources at writefromthedeep.com. And I bet you know someone who needs this podcast, so please share it with them. So until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Thank you.